All right. Ladies and gentlemen, on the softs is back after a brief hiatus. Max won the championship. All right, there you go. Max won the championship. Right. I've been waiting like weeks pod. to say that. It's been a great, yeah. <laughs> his first controversy-free champ, or his second controversy-free championship. championship his, yeah. Well, after the player has a couple of those, then we can talk, right, Jake? But but was it not controversial because he won, and then they told him he didn't win, and then they told him he won again, and then they told him, no, you didn't. And then they finally were just like, go sit in this room with this chair. Well, what happened is a bunch of people on Reddit decided that they couldn't do math, but they're going to just post anyway. And uh, that's how that came to be. Well, I mean, I guess the F1 FIA was also on Reddit because they couldn't count either. It's 108 points, folks. That's all he needed, 108 points. And then that's even still. I mean, I stayed up till like 5 a.m. to watch that, but. You know, yeah, the, the, I think, yeah, no, that was that was a rough one. Those two weeks were rough, but mm-hmm. this week wasn't. The U.S. Grand Prix was awesome. It was a great race. Yep. Max took it again, and he he got a cool radio message for himself for the team after Dietrich's passing. I think it was a good weekend for them, even yeah, though it's also let's very sad. That. Does that does that change the organizational structure at all at Red Bull? No, no, mm-hmm. he he was just like a silent. He was order. the he was the money. Okay. So the only way it changes is if someone who inherits that just decides that they don't want the team anymore. But that's just crazy. I mean, which is just yeah. That I sent you guys that Twitter thread a couple weeks ago. How Red Bull like just grew the racing team into this giant money making enterprise. Like Red Bull makes money hand over fist now. There's no reason to sell that team. There's also a majority owner anyway. He owns forty nine percent. So there's somebody else. I can't remember who, who it is. I was reading it the other day. So, yeah, no, it doesn't change anything. It just changes, um, obviously, with someone who was, you know, important to the team, important to all those guys, because most mm-hmm. of those guys have been there since the beginning. So, mm-hmm. very sad for them. I saw a lot of stupid shit on Twitter about it, about, oh, they can sell the bread, but they can't handle their penalty. It's like, give it a fucking rest. Yeah, let them be happy. It's it's it's, it's, it's going to end up being like a – minor penalty where they get like less wind tunnel time and they're going to get that anyway because they just want the constructors and people are going to fucking cry about it anyway so uh you know it was a good weekend for them they deserved it it was a great team team effort through and through with the pit stop kind of messed them up a little bit but that was nice of red bull to try and uh, have a shitty pit stop to make the race interesting they figured well the championship's tied up so we might as well give uh liberty media some good television ratings so let's fuck up a pit stop I was doing, dude, I was doing some of the math, and because I was watching his press conference after, he was like, you know, we brace so much more, so the records are kind of diluted. But I think if he wins out and he gets to 16 out of 22, I think that's a higher percentage than Michael's 13 and 18 or yeah, 19, I, whatever it was. It's going to be really close. I think that if, I think if Max wins out, this will be the best single season of any Formula One driver ever, period. Oh, easily. I think so too, but I, I'm more. I, I think I think I'm correct when I say I think he'll he'll end up edging out the. That that's what everybody will fall back to and be like, oh well, you know, they, there's there's more races, there's you know there's less opportunity, but I think I think he'll edge it out if he wins the if he wins the next three. I I believe if he only wins two, I think he'll, he'll be a little below. But it's still that's. It's an insane amount of wins in the season. The form he's been on this year is just untouchable. I mean, he had that 11-second stop, and he was way behind. I mean, Leclerc passed him in the pits, and Lewis was ahead of him, and he just beat – he beat Leclerc handedly. I mean, he flew past him. 
And then uh, with the whole duel with Hamilton towards the end, that was just another. Obviously, the Mercedes isn't as fast and they can't compete. But, I mean, Max just, again, threw another drive of his life on and just, you know, he's the best driver this year. He'll be the best driver next year. He was the best last year. He's just on another level right now, and he's still extremely young for Formula One. It's crazy what he can do yet. Yeah, what do we think? Like, what do we think next year looks like in terms of, like, competitiveness? Like, who's going to improve? Who's going to fall back? Like, what are we looking at now? Because I think think now we're close enough where, like, you know, earlier, like, we said that there was a lot of question marks, which there still may be around, like, who finishes where and whatnot. But, like, I think it's pretty easy to tell, like, who we think is going to, like, be effective next year. Like, I I mean, I would picture Mercedes being more effective. I would think Ferrari. I mean, there's a lot of work to be done there. Like, I would like to say, like, that I would expect them to be more competitive, but – I don't know with all the work that needs to be done there on the track, off the track. I mean, really the whole owner, like the, the hierarchy of the the front office. I mean, like there, there's a million things that need to be changed. I think you're going to get Max and Lewis battling for a championship next year. Again, you can just, when he races Leclerc, he, there's no, there's no like, like it's good racing, but it's like they, they, he, he just knows he's going to end up getting by. Mm-hmm. When him and Hamilton race, it's it's you can tell it's way more intense the way they like come off the corners, like they're like kind of trying to push each other around. It's and now with them finishing third, if less Ferrari bottles at the last two races, which is you know always a possibility, always a possibility. They'll get way more um, wind tunnel time than they've had in ten years. So I, they their philosophy is going to be totally different. They're going to be competing for wins next year. I think you're going to get a, a sort of repeat of 2021. I don't know who's going to be better, who's going to have the better car. Because, again, now Red Bull's on top, so now they get the le- the least amount of wind tunnel time. And if if the reports coming out are correct, they'll get even less if they get this financial penalty. So it's Adrian Newey. He's still going to create a good car. They already have the philosophy down on this car anyway. But yeah, pop, I think it'll be closer. I, I don't know about Ferrari, though. Like I think there's – structural problems unless they address those are gonna well, go um, hold well, them back could you explain the whole wind tunnel thing and penalties and like how that time's determined and everything so like if you are the worst team you get the most wind tunnel time if you're the best team you get the least so like for example max won the championship last year but his team finished second in the constructors so they had more wind tunnel time on this car than mercedes and obviously, that that's a big part because aerodynamics. That's where you figure out where all your problems are, and that's where some of the biggest testing is done. So, but either way, that I don't think if it was switched around that Mercedes. I think Mercedes' philosophy just wasn't good this year. But you know, Mercedes is now the third best team, so they're going to have a lot more wind tunnel time than they've had to develop a car in a very long time. And now Red Bull has the least. And then if, again, I don't know what the penalty, because there's so many rumors about what, how bad the penalty was. You really don't. Oh, I actually, I saw about the penalties. Um, Red Bull, they're not going to be allowed to have pudding in their lunches now as a oh. part of breaching the uh, cost cap. I mean, like that's, they're only going to have one snack at lunchtime. Like all the know, really coming down. Do we know if that, if that's not going to, is going to be themed to the country that they're in, or is that just going to be an Austrian snack? Through the team nationality, I think that's it'll be a universal question. snack, so it'll just be an Austrian mm-hmm. snack. It'll be Wiener Schnitzel at lunchtime, okay. but it'll be one per person. That's fine. Okay. Do you think that I can look at the ingredients there? I'm just so I, you know, like me being in the academy and all. When I come up, like I have very severe food allergies. Not sure if you guys know that. I'm just being really vulnerable here right now. So I just you know I'm gonna need to make sure that there's no like fruits of any kind in there before I agree. 
Uh, I spoke to Helmet Marco, and he yeah. said that they're not going to feed you at all, so you'd be lighter in the cockpit. He doesn't want anybody to just weigh too much in the cockpit no anymore. Gingers. So. They don't feed gingers over there. Yeah, yeah no, Helmet I, said you know, uh, that's too bad part of their religion. People don't know that, but that's like well practiced there, really. <laughs> but back on a serious note, there's <laughs> around the reporting around the the penalty. It's either you heard they spent it all on it's their budget was over on catering or then it's like actually no they just listed adrian newey as a consultant and had had his entire salary off the books so you really don't know how much you know again you don't know it's like everyone's saying a couple million but then you just don't know because zach brown called them cheaters basically right next to um christian horner and christian horner's like that's pretty insane to say when you don't Agent, yeah, especially when you're so. so far back in the in the constructors that you're basically well, absolutely not even that. It's just like if you don't really know the facts, that is a kind of wild thing to be saying. It's like one thing when him and Toto like throw little jabs at each other, but um, well, what's his name? Stuff really uh, went out on a limb and wrote that letter to the FIA, and it was like they're cheaters. They need to be penalized. It was like whoa, settle down. Agent. Mm-hmm. I think you need to uh, send your resume to Red Bull and tell them that you'll be an auditor for them because it sounds like they need to figure Ooh. out where the money's going. Dude, and I think I you're the man be, for the job. I would be so good at that, dude. I do such creative auditing. You have no idea. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll, like, I'll, I'll put dude. together a full-page report that'll make things look phenomenal. You should AJ, look as your unofficial legal counsel, I advise you to not admit to SEC violations on our podcast. I said nothing about the SEC. I don't work in public. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Dude, you're gonna be. You could. You should probably hit them up. Send them res. Send the resume. Dude, honestly, like I'll do whatever they want me to do. Like Just I'll I'll paint up. Red I'll paint up and walk around the paddock. I'll take Kelly PK out to dinner if she's lonely. Like, oh, wow. you do. I'm talking about stealing Max's girlfriend. I didn't say. I didn't say anything. Nice seafood dinner. Nothing. Nothing. You know. Um. You know. Like she can choose a steakhouse. Of course, she can bring security if she'd like. Um. You know. Like whatever. So that's okay. what I'll do. We really, we really got off course there with that one. Yeah, we're flying way off tangent. Let's talk about some crazy <laughs> stuff from the race. Uh, first, I'd like to mention Carlos Sainz gets a second pole of his career. And then the FBI top 10 most wanted terrorist, George Russell, committed an act of terrorism in the turn one. He committed oh. 18 acts of terrorism so far this year. Nobody's talking about it. I think he's bumped a person on Everyone. every single team except Williams so far. Because I don't yeah, think he's I messed will. with the Williams. No, he did mess with the Williams driver, didn't he? I can't remember. Did him and yeah. bump a little bit, or was it him and Albon? Might have been him and Albon. I yeah, think he's him and Albon. A person on every team this year so far. He's just—it's like that's what I do when I play the video game. I just send it up the inside oh, of turn dude, one at dude. Coda. He literally and I could just like hit me. the pause button and press rewind, and nothing happens. But George forgot that he's driving. A, I think the fun a thirty-five part, million dollar car. The the fun part is like he'll straight up like T-bone somebody like at like a traffic light almost, and then he's they like, drove across me. And then he's like, oh, turned right into me. <laughs> like, no, he didn't. Like, Carlos is in the racing line. Half his wheels are on the on the bumps. And George just hits him right in the side. But, oh, where you come from, bruv? I and didn't again, see him, Dad. And again, I'm like a big proponent of like not getting on the guys, the things guys say on the radio when they're going around corners and straights at like 180 miles an hour. But that one was pretty wild. That one was like, how could you think that he drove across? Dude, there's a million of them like that. There hasn't been one where he's like, oh, guys, sorry. Like, I crashed. Like, that's on me. Like, there's nothing like there. It's, and, it's always like, oh, the car. 
or what is he doing? I mean, even go back to Valtteri, like when him and Valtteri got together when he was in the Williams, like he got out and flipped Valtteri off. Like he just has a bad attitude problem when it comes to Rex. And then in the in the cool down room, uh, Charles was like, "What happened? To, what happened to Carlos?" Luz is like, "Uh, uh, <laughs> uh George took him out." <laughs> Oh, my God. So, all right. Wait. So, let's extrapolate on this. So, like, if this keeps happening, like, if this becomes a reoccurring theme, like, even through next year, like. It is, is a Russell, reoccurring theme already. I know. I'm saying, like, through next year. Is Russell going to have a short career at Mercedes? I, I don't know about that. If he's. if Because he's, he's not costing them any money. That's he's not thing. costing them money. He, and, and they're not really competing for anything. So, like, saying, like, next, like year, next year, next year, if they're like, okay, like, if they start handing out five-second penalties like they should, I mean. What does that look like then for him? Oh, I mean, yeah, it could be short. If, if, I mean, again, I don't know. I don't want to get it because like, if next year he's doing that but also winning races, they won't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, winning winning solves every problem with him. Yeah. If George Russell's winning every other race and every other race he, you know, punts somebody into a corner, they're really not going to care. I mean, that's just wins matter over anything else. And if George can win, then they don't care. But and again, like that, those are also first lap incidents. So like that was a first lap incident. So like you give a little leeway there, even though it wasn't good. That's why you got the five second penalty, but it's, yeah. it's, it's when you get later in the race, like him and Checo, when he just like drove Checo off and it was like, what are you doing? Yeah. That move in Take France was just Patience. hilarious. <laughs> Patience. That's the other thing too. It's just, again, he's still not in a top car. So it's, it's Patience. It's kind of a waiting game. I don't want to say he'll have a short career because they've invested a lot of money in him and he's going to be their future once Lewis is gone, whatever that is. So time will tell. And it's another point, too, that George is – this is his first season actually driving against other drivers. Like his whole career in Williams, his first season, he finished, what, 18th, 19th, 20th every race. He didn't actually have wheel-to-wheel racing. Like this is his first year actually racing since F2. And he's also wheel-to-wheel racing against – the best he's not in the back look i don't want to diss anyone but like you know nicholas latifi and, and uh you know others who yeah he was racing back markers before now he's racing world champions and shit. And, yeah so yeah. It's, it's a little different racing especially and again that's that uh coda being so wide there guys get a little <laughs> little uh excited when they can go around that corner and just think they can cut up in front of everyone and get a couple spots and that's what he tried to do but it just came back to bite him. George thought he was driving a, a cup car up that hill. He thought oh he was just going to give him a little push and nobody'd care, but uh, he forgot he's driving an F1 car with wings instead of fenders. What do you, what do you, what do you think George is going to think when he hears this podcast? Oh, he's going to be so angry at me. Yeah, he is. He's going to be that I'm not, you. I'm not riding with the boys. Yeah. You're going to get your uh, Mercedes credentials revoked. Or whatever. You're going to get yourself copped, isn't it, bro? Like, that's what he's going to talk like. <laughs> He does not talk like that. His his accent isn't that he cool. Talks just that one was cool. He sounds that one was cool. Yeah, no, Skeptic sounds cool. George sounds like a dork. <laughs> Skeptic's like threatening, and George is like <laughs> not. Oh, not like it's, uh... Skeptic's scary. George is like polite. <laughs> like if Skeptic was driving that car and he was like, he drove across me, bro. You'd believe him. Like, oh yeah, you even definitely it, did, bro. Even even if it even if it didn't look like that, you'd be like. <laughs> Of course, Mr. Skepta, he totally drove across you. <laughs> Carlos Sainz would have apologized. <laughs> Skepta's real name is. It's probably like Clarence. <laughs> probably like some white British name. Joseph Jr. Edwenga. <laughs> yeah. <First> name's Joe. <laughs> this is I, like we found out that 21 Savage was British during the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. That was so funny when it was like – 
21 Savage has been arrested. He's about to be deported back to Britain. I was like, what? <laughs> Why is he going back? He's never been. I thought he was from East Atlanta. <laughs> oh, my God. His shoes Dude, what, if, red what, what if we did that, like, reverse? What if we were like, all right, we're just going to go to, like, the north side of London as, like, Americans and, like, just become, like, road men there with, like, knives and stuff. And they find out, like, oh, yeah, we're from, like, Scranton. He's from Scranton, bro. What the fuck is Scranton? What is that? It's it's the office London, isn't it? you're, those, you're those scumbags who stole the office from us, yeah? Dude, so anyway, so Max won the championship. Um, yeah, that kind of happened. Can we talk uh, about the disgrace that is um, the race stewards and the FIA for dude, destroying so Fernando bad. Alonso, one of the best so, drives it's, it's I've so... ever watched in any racing series ever? Provide background it's... for the rest of us. His his race with no mirrors, and they didn't show it enough on the television, so I, I think I might go back and watch it like on his camera just to see what he was all up to. But that was insane. And then, again, Haas has a point. With the you know we're oh, getting Haas is hundred percent right we're to make that called, to make that claim, but you can't penalize someone thirty seconds after the race is over. Yeah, that's insanity. The fact that the fact that for starters, the fact that Lance Stroll still has an accepted responsibility no matter how many times you watch <laughs> the onboards. Lance Stroll literally threw a block on Fernando that I've seen in NASCAR. <laughs> And then the follow up race in NASCAR, somebody gets thrown into a wall because of that block. Like I also, Lance I Stroll. Was- Literally threw a NASCAR move in, in Formula One. It's it's actually embarrassing how bad. And then he he, even, even him, he's like, ah, oh, he hit me. <laughs> like he drove right into. Oh him. my god! Well, that's that's like, and then and then Fernando has to be like, oh yeah, I think it was a racing incident because that's where he's going to drive for his dad next year. Like, if Fernando was staying with Alpine, he would have been like, that kid's a moron, <laughs> an absolute moron. He could have killed me. Dude, he, yeah, he, Fernando he was literally on two wheels in the air. Like, thank God F1 cars are just slapped with wings because Fernando would have been flying upside down a couple of times. Dude, That's Lance, Lance just that. always, like, Lance will excite you on, like, a Saturday or something and be like, oh, my God, Lance is in P3, and then he does some shit like that. Yeah, Austin Martin had a great qualifying, and then obviously with all the grid penalties, they got bumped up even more, and then, uh, and then Lance just threw a great race away by... <laughs> By just closing his eyes and cranking the wheel left. And then they fucked they fucked Seb so hard at the end. I was in tears when that uh, like, happened. A bunch of morons. I mean, it, it sucked, but at the end, Seb still had a decent result and watching him uh fight with Magnus in that last lap, that like that's just what Formula One's about. Just two guys ripping their cars in the limit and you know, literally the last turns of the last lap. It was just amazing to watch. Seb was so excited. To finish, it was like he was celebrating like he won. It was so cool. That racetrack, too, dude. That race was really <laughs> awesome. Coda's a great track. Oh, my God. America so loves beautiful. Formula One. There was like 400-some thousand people there, the most attended F1 event ever. Like, it's just only getting bigger in the States. And they're going to break that record next year at Vegas. Like, they're just going to. Oh, Vegas is going to be sick. How many people are going to be there? In the press conference, it was just like, I'm going to be honest, I don't know how we're going to get around. Vegas, but I'm sure Formula One will figure it out. Yeah, like I don't, I don't, I don't understand how we're gonna get around there on the strip and shit. It's gonna be nuts. Uh, Trying to think of other big moments in the race. Oh, uh, Leclerc's dive bomb on Checo on the back straight—that was very absolutely insane. amazing. I mean, I really thought they were both going out when I saw him fly to the left and shoot up the inside. I thought that was it for both cars, but uh, when Leclerc's on it, some like when he's on his day, I mean, he's really just 
a fantastic driver. It's just a shame that Ferrari this year isn't isn't what it needs to be for Ferrari to contend for a title or Leclerc to contend for a title. It sucks, but he has his moments. It was a good race, a good qualifying, you know. Yeah, you know, um, I even think if they didn't make a lot of the mistakes this year, like even if I still think this, you know, it was Max's title after a certain point, but could be a little closer. I mean, oh yeah, if they didn't, just, if they didn't fumble so many races, I think Max would have won, but he would have won probably this weekend or next. Or, yeah, in Brazil it would have went down a little closer. Yeah, it would have come down in the last couple of races. It wouldn't have been done so early. And whew, I mean, just every part of that race was great. It was there wasn't there wasn't a boring part at all. I think we should run him back in Miami twice a year. No. What? Why? Because I think it does a lot for the sport when you have fake water all over the place. The cars really perform well there when you put concrete all around it. Dude, they should I mean, just see how fast they're going in Texas. Nobody's going that fast. That's they, should just, they should never race in Miami, and they should just race in Indianapolis on the road course. It, I know. It's such a shame that like America has two great tracks. We have Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and we have Coda. And I mean, we have Daytona, too, but like... F1 should be racing at all three of those. Like, race Daytona road course. What if we made the On the Softs pod? Like, we just bought a bunch of land in Harding, Pennsylvania. And we do the Dude, that's literally what Watkins Glen is. Watkins Glen is like some dude just bought a bunch of land in the Hicks in New York. It was just like, road course. And then back in the 70s, like, hey, you boys want to come race here? And they're like, yeah, why not? (laughs) Sure, creepy old man. We'll come race on your track. Sure, toothless upstate New Yorker. Oh, God. oh man, I, just like, and, and then me, the emotions. That was the first time in a race in a long time where I was like, my heart was racing. I was like, oh my God, Lewis Hamilton's going to win this. He's going to do this. And then to just, and then at one point I was like, wait, Max is only gaining like two tenths a lap and there's there's five tenths. There's like six laps left. He's going to do this. And then he just started taking like eight tenths off. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. No. No, and then he passed him. And uh, yeah, the uh, sinking, the way you kind of whispered that added like a lot of intensity to that story. Oh, it wasn't even it, that intense it, in real life. It it was that intense in real life. <laughs> Did you, you come on, you tell me for a second watching that race. You're like, oh my god, no, not for a second. Oh, dude, I was I, I was bought in. I was bought in hardcore. Speaking of leading laps, uh, shout out to Seb. He led a couple laps of that race, and he's going to retire. If he doesn't uh, lead anymore by the end of the season, I think they said like 3,500 laps led in Formula One. Yep. Have a nice round number to finish his career on. But he's going to finish his career at 299 races because he missed a couple this year. So that's uh, that kind of sucks. <laughs> wow. Dude, like, I don't know, man. I, I feel like he's not done. He he can't be like he's shown us a couple of times in J- the last two races, uh, you know Maybe. the last lap of Japan, the last lap of Kota. He he still has it. He has the skill. Like it's yeah, not yeah. a skill issue why he's not performing well. It's just I don't know. I mean Austin Martin is pretty bad this year, but yeah. it's not on Seb. It could be with Formula One, but he's gonna pop up racing like whether it's you know Le Mans hypercars or. Indy car or something. He's gonna yeah. pop up somewhere. He's he's too good somewhere. to never drive a car again after this because he's not. He'll be what thirty seven, I think, next year. Thirty, like thirty, like thirty five. I think he's a couple years younger than Lewis. Dude, exactly what you said about being too good to never drive a car again. That's exactly how I feel about Latifi after this year. I think we need to get that man in as many automobiles as possible. Dude, he's looking like an Indy car driver next year. He looks like he shouldn't be delivering pizzas. 
Seb will be 36 next year, just for the record. So that's crazy. Like, he is way too young and way too good to never oh. race a car again after um, this year. Speaking of, we need to get into this. I want to know who's advising Daniel Ricardo. Oh, my Yo, goodness. I want to know. He read Red Bull Reserve Driver all night ahead of time. Whatever. That's Again, that's fine. Good for him. Who keeps telling him that, like, yeah, dude, one year off and everybody's going to want you again? Yeah. One year off and F1's going to have passed him by. Yeah. Colton Hurd will be an F1. Logan Sargent will be an well, There'll be two actually, Americans. Colton Hurd be... won't be an F1 next year. No, he's going to Or not next year, but the year he after when did. Danny Rick's comeback, he thinks it's going to happen. Is gonna... Colton Hurd just signed a five-year deal to remain in IndyCar. Oh, nice. Unless, and then he can move with Andretti if they form the Andretti Autosport F1 team. So that's his hope. But Danny Rick, he's not. If he takes the off, he's not like, going to come like, back. I, I want to imagine it's some crazy person, and it's the same crazy person who was like, "Dude, you should totally leave Red Bull for the team that's fucking up the Red Bull cars with their engines. That makes sense." And then was like, "You should go to McLaren." And then was like, "Yeah, dude." And now was like, "Yeah, dude. Like, don't go race an Indy car. Don't do anything else. Become a reserve driver." And then in like a year. Red Bull's going to be like, let's replace Sergio Perez with the guy who's been driving our sim all year. And he's like, yeah, that makes sense. Thanks, boss. It's a shame, too, that he left Renault because Alpine right now, I mean, if he stuck it out, they're easily the fourth best team when the car doesn't explode for no reason. I mean, he could be competing for podiums, uh, you know, the occasional, like, second, maybe win if everybody wrecks out. Like, he... He just dropped the ball there. It's a shame that his career is going to end like this, but Dude, that's, just, just, like, that's just how it goes sometimes. Again, I get it. He's like, I'm afraid of ovals. Okay, you know, I get it. A lot of guys were. Grosjean was, and then he came and he saw them and he realized they weren't that bad and whatever. But like, who is telling him that he, he's going to – he's like, I'm plotting a path back to the front of the grid. Yeah, no, you're not. Like, yeah, no, unless he wins know. the IndyCar championship, he's not going to get a, a Ferrari Red Bull Mercedes – Actual like, like I just want to know where, where, like, where, where he's plotting a path back to the grid with who as the Red Bull reserve driver, and and who's to say? Okay, let's say Sergio next year. He's like, you know what, he stinks, or he's like, you know what? Let's just say Checo gets COVID one weekend. Like, are they really going to put Danny Rick in there? Or are they going to put I, one of their juniors in? I I think that at that point they'd put Danny Rick in. But like, I'm just saying, like, let's say Sergio isn't that good next year. Okay, it's just not that good. It doesn't work out for him, and they're like, you know what? Yeah, it's time. Or he's just like, you know what? I don't want to race all over the world anymore. I'm going to go and race, you know, wherever. So he leaves. Who's They're going to put Danny Rick in their car at 35 years old? No, they're going to go younger. What if Yuki's good enough that next year? Or or Nick DeVries is good enough? You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're going to go younger when they end up replacing Checo, whenever that is, if it's next year or five years from now. They're not going to replace him with Danny Ricardo. And Danny Rick should know that. I mean, he was the young gun when they brought him in to race against Seb, and then Max was the young gun when they brought him to race against Danny Rick. Like, I don't – he's not going to ever drive competitively for Red Bull ever again. I just don't – I don't even understand where he thinks, okay, even if he goes to Red Bull reserve driver, what other team at the front of the grid is going to be like, you know what, our one driver's leaving. Or like Ferrari, it's like, you know, it's not working out with Charles or Carlos. Let's get Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, like it's no one's doing that. It's over. It's it's over. It's a shame. And then he's, and then he's sucks, holy, too holier for thou to race for the Haas. That's another one I he don't get. F one, but he doesn't want to race for Haas. Like he's, I love him. He's a great, lovable character. But he's got a bunch of people around him who are delusional and yeah. are telling him stupid things. 
AJ, your thoughts on that? <clears throat> no, honestly, I just want to see him in the Red Bull paddock because I think him and Max together are funny, and I'm going to enjoy those TikToks. Um, and that's uh, that's kind of my stance on it. I don't think he's ever going to be in a car again. Um, I think he's going to have a couple lonely nights when he realizes that, and he's going to be very upset. But, you know, I think it's going to be good for the content. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll grab some Red Bull Danny Rick uh, merch, and that's my take on it. Good enough. Yeah, he'll get in a Red Bull car again when they take the fucking 2013 car on, like, some ice road or something. <laughs> It'll be like what they like do that, with David Coulthard. They just Danny have Rick, he's going to drive one of the boulder with explosives videos. on it. <laughs> yeah, seriously, like, with David Coulthard. Like, exactly what they do with David Coulthard. But it's like, that's our toys. Old that's our old Red Bull guy right there, the guy who raced for us in 2005. Let's and you know what? All car. those videos are so cool. I love watching them. So good for you guys. Good for you, Danny Rick. Enjoy yeah, making your promo videos because I love watching them on YouTube. Like, I just think it's so like, – because, again, someone told me, he's like, listen, you go back to Red Bull and if something doesn't work out with Sergio, they'll slide you back in. Like someone told him that. Yeah, whoever told him that needs to be fired. Like He could have had a McLaren IndyCar suit. And, you know, they're not the best team on the grid, but they could win races. Rosenquist and Pato have Jake, good Jake, cars. Out, I think they are going to be the one. I think they're going to be either the, uh, the – I think they're going to be one of the best teams in the next couple of years. Oh, yeah. In a couple of years, once they get, like, good footing underneath them and I just, if, I just uh, a new engine young. supplier comes in, that's it's going to be huge for McLaren. I don't even think it needs a new engine supplier. I think you saw it last year. It's like Penske is always going to be on top, but what if, what if Honda takes a step back? Honda – Oh, they take a step back. I mean, the the Andretti cars were so bad this year. With that's Honda what I engines. mean. So if it if if it affects the Ganassi team, then they're number two, and they're going to have more cars. They have better IndyCar drivers now with better guys coming in, and he could have had an IndyCar seat for twenty million dollars. Yeah, he would have been getting paid. In fucking insane, and he would have been on every fucking commercial like Jimmy Johnson because Jimmy Johnson's their most fucking advertisable driver, and he's not even good. Jimmy Johnson's a bum in IndyCar. He's exactly. literally been the face of IndyCar for two Daniel seasons. Daniel Ricciardo would have made so much fucking money over here. But again, he's got, someone, he's got someone telling him, oh, dude, why do that? You still have a future in this. Yeah, they would. I mean, the American in Canadian, like the North American TV audience would eat up Daniel Ricciardo. Like he showed up to Texas on Horsey McHorse. Like, bro, if you do that every week in IndyCar, you'll be the biggest name in two weeks. He he would have brought them and he would have brought McLaren. And so he would have. There's a reason why. What's his name was offering him twenty million dollars to race over there. Yeah, he would have brought so many eyes to the sports. He shame he's not so coming. Much money over them to them. What and whatever it's whatever. I don't. I but, can at this point because it's it's like it's not my life. It it just it's I just can't I can't wrap my head around who's telling him this and why he's listening to them. Did you guys see that somebody asked Valtteri, I think it was yesterday, about racing an IndyCar, and he, like, gave it, like, a, oh, yeah, like, when I retire, I'll think about it. Like, it's good racing there. There's no Slow politics. Day, yeah, we're going to get – because I think – I don't even think he's going to write out his full contract there. I wouldn't be surprised if Valtteri's not done next year or the year after. No, because when Audi or Porsche buys out um, Alfa Romeo, they're going to want a German driver or something. Well, so now, he's going to be the odd man out because Joe's uh, got the Chinese backing of like $40 million. Yeah, so. but you see, when, when, when Alfa Romeo takes – not Alfa Romeo. When Audi takes that team over, they may not want Joe. They may want Valtteri. I don't know. I think the I think the money and the sponsorships from China will weigh more than Valtteri's like right. Mercedes wins from five years ago. But who, who knows what Audi can bring? They may not need that Chinese money. True. But that's going to get announced tomorrow, I think. That What, the new... The, uh, the takeover, yeah. From nice. 2020, I think it's 2024 and beyond. Is That's going to be Audi race team, and then they'll introduce their own engine and 
2026 or whatever it is. It all gets announced tomorrow. But, yeah, so he's – I'd love to have him over. He'd be popular over here too. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be really good here too. Like, he's, Yeah, so do I. I he's think a good driver. style of racing, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Logan Sargent if he uh, gets the right super license points in Abu Dhabi uh, next uh, month. He will be a Williams driver, and he will be an American in Formula One again. The first is Alexander Rossi. So, go America. Nah, I'm not even that excited about it, if I'm being honest. You think he's not going to get the points, or you I, don't no, think I he's think that he's good? Or... Get the points, but I just like he doesn't excite me. He he, he might as well just be Logan Sargent from Great Britain. I mean, I'll, I, I'm a bit excited. I wish it was cold. I don't know much about Logan. Like, he's a good driver from what I've read. He's, like, very good against all his teammates in the formulas. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'll support him, obviously, because he's an American driver. So, oh, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I'm going to ride for him. But, like, uh, yeah, just like, like at the end of the day, he's in a Williams. So, I mean, he's not going to be competing unless they get good all of a sudden. The Colton Herta saga just run me the wrong way about all of that shit. With Fair F2, enough. it's just basically you have to go through our system or good luck. And then, like, oh, this week was really cool with Polo in the Formula 1 car, and he was ripping it. He was ripping that thing. He was, like, only a couple tenths behind uh, Lando on the same tire, which was insane. Whoa, First, whoa. you know, at that, at Coda, only, like, the second or third time he's ever been in a Formula 1 car. Well, speaking of uh, guest drive, shout out to mine and Pup's best friend, uh, Mario Andretti. Got to drive uh, a modern McLaren at Coda the other w- the other day for uh, part of the race weekend. Good to see Mario back on track. Please oh, give Andretti that, an F1 team. That stemmed from, didn't he ask like Zach Brown or something like that? Like during like a rain delay somewhere, I think I remember. And he was like, oh, like I'd love to get a ride in one of those cars. And Zach Brown's like, yeah, we can do that in Coda. And, like it was kind of like a passing comment, but then they made it happen. Yeah, no, it was at like the Indy, it was at like the Indy 500, I believe. Yeah. Where, yeah, he's like, I want to drive one of your cars. He's like, all right, sweet. <laughs> That's hilarious. Dude, the video of Pato driving the 88 Santa McLaren, dude, around Laguna Seca. Oh, my God. That is oh, just one sound. of the best things I've ever the seen. Sound. Oh, oh, my God. That track is so cool, too. I would love to see modern Formula One cars there, but you never will. Such a shame. That little, that little, oh, what a track. But to see that car with, like, that camera. Oh my God! The sound, mm-hmm. what well, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. But yeah, for, right. for those of you that haven't heard, picture like an O3 Civic with straight pipes on it, and it's like missing a cylinder. Like that's how good it sounds. <laughs> I can't believe you just compared that to an O3 Civic. Well, it's it's turbocharged. Like the Civic's turbo for sure. After I mean, market. I mean, like that's you guys. Factory. You guys remember the guys we went to high school with? There was a lot of uh, a lot of very very nice Honda Civics of twenty three year old men dating high school girls. So you know, <laughs> and that's it for on the soft. I'm not gonna name any names for for legal purposes, but you guys know what I'm talking about. You guys know. I we all went don't. to WA. <laughs> Could we put this episode out? Like, is yeah, that- yeah, we can, we can. <laughs> like, fifteen people listen to us, <laughs> and none of them are American, <laughs> and, and none of them are American, and none of them are know us. Anyway, okay. Brazil this week. We've got a sprint race. No, is it in Mexico? Mexico. Yeah, I'm an idiot. It's Mexico. No sprint race. That's the next week. Mexico this week. Who do we got? I got Verstappen coming first, second, and third somehow. I think that Red Bull and Max are going to get this one to Checo. 
I think so too. I think Checo's gonna win in Mexico for all he's done these last two years for this team. Yeah. Do you think that that's gonna be Red Bull strategy or it's gonna be just Yes, like, yeah. I think I honestly think that Checo gets prior actually you know what? See, I don't know. They're gonna give Max like a new engine or something. They really want they really want that record. But they could win They'll get it in Brazil and they'll get it in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Like you okay, have so to give Checo one in Mexico. I'm It'll go be Checo. the biggest thing go, in how many years? I'm gonna go Checo Max Charles. That's exactly what I've written down. That is exactly that, what that's I'm what making. I'm gonna go with. I think that that sounds really fun. I'm honestly going to root for Checo in Mexico because I think it'll be fucking insane. Yeah, I'm pulling for Checo so hard. If he wins in Mexico, the, the whole country might just like burn to, burn to the ground in celebration. It'll be the craziest thing ever. Is is he from there? Is that why? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's pretty crazy, actually. Oh, I don't know. Okay, cool. All right. Well, that was a good one, boys. Yeah. On the stops, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next week. Have fun. Adios.